Hello, you redoubtable rutabagas. It's Chappie. Once again, here I am, back at the wheel, spinning that glorious roulette wheel of audio delectation. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese. It's episode 154 today. And uh, feeling very relaxed. You know, I'm, I'm easing into my day. And I never think I would say this. I mean, I have a, a new love of my life. Yes, the new love of my life are the absolutely fluffy, flaky, delicious biscuits. No, not a hobnob or a chocolate digestive. We're not talking about that, my English folk. Uh, Scottish, Irish, Welsh. I have to mention every all, all, all of the uh, all of the mitre quadrant there. Um, but no, I I really do love these flaky American biscuits, and then you top it with this sausagey flavored white peppery sauce. It's this gravy. It's a white gravy basically, it's like a old fashioned English white sauce, but a lot of flavor to it sausage flavor over the top of that with some eggs with a poached egg or if you like them scrambled oh man what a start to the day that is the thing is though i do find it very difficult the easiest things that i need to do in the kitchen like i'm not making these biscuits from scratch maybe i should give it a go they don't seem that difficult but it's basically one of those um it's like a it's like a it arrives and it's like a, a, a sort of tube of tennis balls. That's what I'm suspecting. And there's this pop sound. You know, I don't know if any of you lovelies out there uh, ever liked a game of tennis. But a new, there's something very satisfying as well about opening a new can of tennis balls. That little pop, that, uh, that smell. I mean, it's obviously probably very, very bad for you. I don't think it's going to prolong your life by taking a good whiff of... Uh, the essence inside of uh, a tube of tennis balls but it's the same thing with these biscuits there's a pop and then you have like eight biscuits or six or whatever you're in a row and you sort of unravel it you know it's like a, it's, it's like unraveling your biscuity flaky destiny and that's what it's like i mean it's you pop these in the oven but uh I don't know, I couldn't get the thing to unravel. I've seen it before, but they were like stuck a little bit. So I had to sort of do a little bit of kneading of the uh, biscuit dough. But I don't know if you can get them in the UK or if they're called something else. They're like a scone, but flakier. I mean, I do like a scone, but these are, these are sort of have the consistency of sort of puff pastry or something along those lines. I mean, it really is a, wonderful breakfast and then this sausagey gravy this white sauce ah anyway i digress i digress from my uh the job in hand which is producing a, a you know a slightly amusing uh hopefully you'll get maybe a little guffaw now and again uh through the uh, through the podcast now i haven't seen my dear friend pajama man recently I don't know where he does. My, my, my father seems to be obsessed with this guy. I think I'm going to have to set them up on a date whenever they uh, whenever arrives. But this is the guy who always wears pajamas. Now, 
In the summertime, he just had the pajamas on. Now, the, the, the problem, and I mentioned this before, I think, the, the problem with pajamas is they, it, it's tough. If, you, if you're slightly rounder, like Pajama Man, or Pajama Boy, or whatever you want to call him, then the, yeah, the elastic doesn't quite hold up, so it keeps slipping down, so he always was showing his crack. And, you know, at the crack of dawn, you do not want to see the Pajama Man crack. But then he started wearing, as I think I last saw maybe October, November, maybe. And then he started wearing a coat that was also made out of the same pajama fabric. This sort of flannelette type of jacket that was matching his pajamas. I mean, it's quite an effort, really. Because, I mean, it's very difficult. I mean, you see a lot of this in Colorado. People trying to match their flannel shirts. Not a fan, not a fan of the flannel shirt. Lumberjackass, that's what I think. Lumberjackass. Yeah, not a, not a fan of that. So I haven't seen him in a while, but I've seen a, this new fella. Now he looks more like he could be in the Gestapo. He has like a trench coat, and I swear I've seen him on different parts of his journey over over the course of the last few months. So he's got. A hoodie on, a baseball cap, long black leather trench coat. He could have been from a lower low, to be honest. He was that old, old-fashioned uh, 1980s British comedy. And he's chain-smoking. Every part of his journey, I've seen him. Over the course of the last few months, he's been smoking a cigarette. I think he's the, la- the, le- he's the last person left, the, the final bastion of the 60-a-day smoker. I don't think there's anybody left. I mean, I, I half expect to see this guy sort of clapped to the side one day from some sort of coronary episode from smoking so much. Never, I haven't seen anybody smoke as much as that probably since the mid-80s on some sort of construction site. And believe it or not, yes, in the 1980s, they were still avoid doing any actual construction work. I mean, in the, in, you know, in the 1980s in the UK, there's lots of excuses. You, you've, I mean, if anybody get, makes you a cup of coffee and then you've got a delicious like load of chocolate digesters, what are you going to do? It's rude not to, not to stop and have a, have a little dunking session. Okay, so coming along the way on the podcast, these are things that we may or may not be discussing on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a little recap of yesterday. Uh, we had tippy toes, slippy toes. I was saying how basically the crampon guys who design yak tracks and the things that help you stay upright when it's very slippery outside in the ice were not, they didn't want somebody like me to market. They didn't want a slightly larger uh, fella doing the advertising. They want some sort of svelte mountaineer. So we talked about that yesterday. It's tippy toes, slippy toes. We also talked about big potatoes. Oh, you devilish crumpet, you. We talked about that. Uh, flirting with potatoes as well. Um, but today, I got on my delivery from a rather large store, I've got a new type of apple to taste. They boxed up this apple and they said, Chappy da boy. Well, not that, but Chappy da boy. You need to taste this apple. 
this is like going to change your world in 2022, this apple. So we'll do an apple taste test. Oh, no, fascinating stuff. But what do we got to do? We're sort of battling Omicron and, uh, and all the rest of it here. So we're stuck inside. I mean, we're, we're just trying to make... We're doing the dot to dot, trying to make ends meet here in terms of uh, comedy content on the podcast or any sort of content, to be honest. But also, so we talked about my biscuits of gravy, biscuits and gravy. So got a delivery today. I got a few additional extras in my little uh, delivery, food delivery today. That was rather interesting. Uh, Trying to maybe make me healthier and and probably some sort of subliminal messages towards my health as well. Yeah, well, not the huge, large, phallic-shaped pepperoni. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, We never talked about losing my British male Surrey voice. Apple cider vinegar, uh, revisitation. If you're in a relationship, somebody has a Samsung. Um, Also, how British am I? The evolution of carrot growth. Uh, The, you know, vegetables are the oddest shape they've ever been. I'm sort of trying to hazard a guess here. How can Gen Z's have wisdom? Also, uh, the nanny burger. That's actually my... Uh, my mother is now uh, one of her little nicknames here. Whenever I make my, my uh, absolute darling nephews any food, they, they don't want the usual sort of like McDonald's patty burger. They want a nanny burger that's basically be fried in a bunch of uh, fish and chip fat. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's just a really greasy type of... Uh, burger uh maybe we'll have more christmas cake we had, we had our first christmas cake report i know it's a bit late but uh poor mum and mum and dad uh, you know had a few travails that weren't feeling too well so they've got a huge christmas cake left here and uh yeah by gosh by golly the father better eat the christmas cake uh, also i got a, a note from a random chiropractor the other day we never talked about that so I mean, there's plenty to plenty to keep us uh keep us busy on today's uh, on today's podcast as we finish the first week of the new year i hope you're doing well i hope you i mean i, I think on is it sunday oh i i felt a little bit blue it doesn't it doesn't really last very long my i i don't really have uh, really bouts of being too down for too long and it, it always sort of solves itself pretty quickly but yeah this first week after you have to, like, it's small mercies. You have to, like, I think you have to find something to look forward to. And, you know, for some people, I mean, I've got a birthday coming in April. I'm very much looking forward to my birthday now. Going on a little trip, little cabin, by a babbling brook. I mean, oh, sounds absolutely phenomenal. I wish I was there now. Lovely, lots of wild game to eat. Uh, I'm not talking about lions and tigers. Never, 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 you know, but... And again, I, I don't know if... Uh, I talked about this before. I saw some deer a few weeks ago. I don't know if I can eat deer anymore. Can't eat the venison, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll... I'm sure I'll... Plow on manfully. But it does sort of put you off here. And it is vegan annuary. Was it... Was it, was it vegan... Vegan... Vegan January? Veganuary? That sounds like some sort of... Um, possible cardiac issue going on. Veganuary. Yes, I'm having a V aneurysm coming on here. But that's a whole thing also. I mean, rambling on here. But 
we're talking about vegan food. These, these burgers that they make that are made of plants, there's so many additives, preservatives, it's so processed, so much salt, it's actually worse for you than a double Big Mac and cheese or whatever it is. So I think that's, that's the whole thing. It's like eating whole foods, whole carrots, not processed carrots, or post processed rutabaga if you can ever do that. Yeah, I've let the rutabaga down. I bought this huge rutabaga back in October or November, and they last forever. I think they, to, to be honest, they were used at some point, I believe, in some sort of caveman Olympics. The rutabaga was a shot put of the Dark Ages, the pre-Neolithic man or whatever, used a rutabaga for the shot put Olympics. So if you're listening on the Butler Musical Emporium edition of the podcast, then you would have last heard Kylie Minogue's wonderful tune. Tune. I Should Be So Lucky. I Should Be So Lucky was released in 1988. And I'm going to tell you a little tale here. So in 1988, how old are I? 12, 13 years old. I can't that anyway. Anyway. So, I, in 1988, decided that girls were pretty cool at that time. Yes. I decided that instead of playing with my Star Wars figures, Legos, uh, my bat and ball, space hopper, all of those things that you played in the 1980s, I was just like, girls were the next best thing to slice bread. And I tell you something, I do like myself some sliced bread. And there was this one girl, I think she was new to the school. Her name was Philippa. We're not going to give any last names here. Anyway, she's sort of cute, sort of cheeky, sort of little elfin type. Anyway, so I decided that I sort of fancied her. And what did people buy for each other back in the day? Oh my gosh. This is like the dying age of vinyl. You bought them a vinyl record. So I bought Philippa the I Should Be So Lucky Kylie Minogue single from 1988. You know, and then I said, My dear, I find you quite appealing. And uh, here's a little vinyl recording from the, uh, the, the, old, uh, the old music show. And uh, I, think you'd, I think you'd rather like this. And. Uh, just want to show my, my, my sort of affection for you. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you're absolutely darling. And uh, and uh, I would like to uh, maybe take you out on a picnic and we could go and have a pop and uh, so maybe some fizzy lemonade and some sandwiches with the uh, with a crust cut off, that type of thing. Anyway, I can't remember what I said. Something along those lines, probably stumbling over, very shy, going red, being teased constantly by other members of the school. Anyway, she said, yeah, I... I like you too Andrew um, but one thing uh, yeah, I prefer my, uh, my my boys less sort of chubby and you're not, you're not fat you're like just a little chubby and uh, I, would, I would love to date you but, but you know I'd love to date you being less chubby so anyway for the next I don't know how it was six seven eight weeks every morning I used to run around the garden at home trying to get myself fit. And I lost a fair amount of weight. I looked pretty damn good afterwards. Very svelte, 
running past the uh, the ploughed furrows of cabbage and carrots and yes, rutabaga as well. Past the greenhouse, up and around the rose bushes, all the rest. Anyway, so afterwards, lost a bit of weight, quite confident, and then at that point, oh God, you look very good now, Andrew. This is what Philippa said, and uh, but now I found another boyfriend and I don't know if she's just making excuses just like pushing me away but you know what that still tugs at one's heartstrings so many years later I mean it wasn't I don't think it's her fault I mean maybe she just didn't like Kylie Minogue so news this week uh, Ohio high school students has filed a lawsuit against his former school and sports coaches after they forced him to eat pepperoni pizza against his religion the 17-year-old known uh, in court as KW, who knew he was a member of the, uh, they knew he was a member of the Hebrew Israelite faith and did not consume pork products, forced him to eat the whole pepperoni pizza as a consequence of missing a workout last May. I mean, this is an awful story, really. I mean, this is almost as bad as being hung outside uh, a window in your underpants in the freezing cold and then basically having to do a cross-country run in your underpants at school. Yes, yes, it did happen back in the day. Uh, but the junior asserts at the time of the incident, he had been a member of the football team for two and a half years and coaches were aware of his dietary restrictions. Junior re- uh, reminded defendants employees that he does not eat pork due to religious beliefs. Junior kicked the pizza box away from him, refusing to touch the pork pepperoni pizza. Uh, employees retrieved the pork box and ordered Junior to eat the pork pepperoni pizza. Junior stated a minimum of 10 times that he did not eat pork or pork residue. At this point, the uh, employees stated that Junior could not remove the pork pepperoni slices. The residue is still clearly covering the pizza and Junior continued to object. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, not a, not a pleasant story. I don't even like pepperoni. As I said to you, some, in, in my delivery today of food, I got this long, sort of phallic, basically uh, slightly shriveled up, red spicy looking penis shaped piece of pepperoni. And it looked awful. So, although it's not against my religion anyway, to eat pork, I do like pork myself, but I wouldn't touch this pepperoni piece of a barge pole i mean it looks like the size of a barge pole but it looks i don't know it's very very unappetizing but i mean there's a lot of people out there religious uh reasons or not that i mean and and some people say this is basically anathema they would probably this is like blasphemy to them it is probably the worst I mean, they'll have to do several hundred Hail Marys afterwards. And they're never going to touch pineapple on a pizza. So from Hawaiian pizza to DNA fragments from extinct Hawaiian plants resurrect its unique fragrance. We've lost a lot. There's so much out there. We can still save. Around 1912, cattle ranchers in Maui destroyed what was probably the last surviving Maui uh, kawaii plant now resurrecting the sublime a collective effort between artists and scientists have brought back the plant's unique aroma working with the dna from preserved herbarium researchers were able to extract some of the plant's scent enzymes combining those smells with the odors of maui uh, how 
Natural Habitat, the project offers an immersive sensory experience. So all these Instagram influencers, and I hardly describe myself as an influence, I'm probably the opposite actually. If people see me doing or unboxing something, they decide to box it up and never open it again. But today, we're going to be unboxing something live on the podcast. There we go, I'm shaking it here. It's not a new iPad, it's not a new uh, iPhone. It isn't some sort of artificially intelligent sunglasses or something along the lines that when I look in the mirror, I look like a uh, sort of svelte uh, swimming type. No, 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 no. This I'm going to unboxing today. This is sent to me by the good people over at Walmart. Meet your new favorite Apple. Hello there, Apple. Nice to meet you. You're my new favorite Apple. Yeah, so... This is my new favorite app. So anyway, you can scan them and it says generous size and vibrant center. You know what? That's how I want to be described. Gen- yes, and uh, today we have a chappy along the runway here and uh, he's uh, sporting some Harris tweed. And as you can see, chappy is a generous size and a vibrant center. Or a vibrant colour. Sorry, I need to put my proper glasses on here. Perfect crisp texture. Now, honey crisp is my absolute favourite here. Everybody knows I like that. Amazingly sweet and juicy. Oh, it says sweet and juicy, darlings. And then... <laughs> here's another one. Yes, and uh, today in the paddock we have uh, Chappie. He's a, a fine thoroughbred from good breeding... Uh, classical breeding and non-GMO. So this apple has classical breeding and non-GMO. And it's all boxed up here. Ladies and gentlemen, this apple is classically bred and grown in Washington State. The Cosmic Crisp Apple is the inspired and delicious result in 20 years on the making. Is this like going to taste like Dolly the Sheep or something? Was this put together with the genomes and genetics and entrails of Dolly the Sheep? Will it taste a little lammy? I hope not. Perfect for snacking, baking, and entertaining. <laughs> and uh, welcome to Cosmic Crisp. It's perfect for snacking, baking, and entertaining. It's the go-to fruit for the endless menu possibilities. Okay. So let's, let's unbox this beauty. Let's unbox the beauty. It's a nice little box, actually. Well, this is a generously sized apple. It's very, very red. Very, very, Von Rouge is like a red wine. And it has a nice cute little label that sort of cosmic looking. It looks like uh, the solar system. Or maybe it's got all the colors of the rainbow in there. Maybe it could be a apocalyptic meteor hitting. I mean, that's my whole thing here. So this apple that's been sent to me today to taste it. I mean, could this be like Snow White? Do you think they've given me a poisoned apple? But they've heard that I've been going to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods recently. Maybe that's what it is. It's a poisoned Snow White apple. It's going to be a delicious crisp. And then it has a whole load of arsenic in it or something on there. Or could, because it's called the Cosmic, the Cosmic Crisp. Could it be the Harbinger of Doom, a Harbinger of the Armageddon? Could it tell us that what we were talking about yesterday, the meteor... The end of the world, forget coronavirus, COVID. The meteor is going to finish us off. 
and we need a uh, Bruce Willis in a white vest to save us. Well, Bruce Willis isn't here to save me from taking a hunk of a crisp of this apple. Okay, here we go. Okay. Microphone, are you ready? Microphone ready! Apple ready! Alright, here we go. Mmm, yeah, well. Excuse me, man. That is a fabulous apple. Okay. So, it hasn't quite got that um, slight sourness and then sweetness of the Honeycrisp. And it looks like one of those red delicious that you taste and, and basically it has no taste to it. And the taste of the apples, sometimes are those red delicious, a little woolly. So I had that fear before I bit into the Cosmic Crisp. And then I bit into the Cosmic Crisp and it has a, a, a glorious crisp to it. I mean, you, your gnashes should be working pretty well if you're going to eat this apple. Um, it had no sourness. But just, just a tiny hint of sweetness and tremendously refreshing, juicy as all you like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think this year, this year, I plead to you, I plead the case to you that you need to eat the Cosmic Crisp. So I thought I'd lost my voice the other day. No, 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 not this voice. Not this dulcet, melodious. Yes, I said melodious, not odious. Uh, sounding voice. No, I lost my British Surrey voice. I had, I had a great galah. I had a, I had an Aussie. Somebody changed. I don't know. Some, some whippersnapper here, changed. God, cheeky little monkey, changed my voice to. It was an Aussie. How's the cricket there, chappy? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about the cricket. Yeah. Hey Siri, do you want to know the cricket score? No, I don't want to. Good eye there, chappy. England are losing. Yeah, no, I don't want to know this. Change it to an Aussie. And it took me probably half an hour to find it. Well, as you can see in the background, I, I've got... Hey Siri, are you an Aussie? It doesn't want to even answer that. You see, it's like hiding from me. It's teasing me. It's teasing me about this whole thing. So I've got my British male Surrey voice back. The job that I should have got years ago. And then I would have been able to uh, be sitting on a Hawaiian island looking for that new scent whilst eating Hawaiian and ham pizza. Okay, so before we go on to our good friends at uh, Very British Problems Official, another good one, No Context Brits. And this uh, was a review uh, written uh, by somebody who'd just visited Big Ben, the huge clock tower that chimes or has been chiming over the years, has been in repair recently. And um, anyway, this was a review of some uh, American, uh, I think from Cincinnati, Ohio. And they said... I just don't understand all the hype with this clock. It's literally just a clock. It's going to be digital in about 30 years anyway. Uh, titled, it's one star of Big Ben. It's just a big clock. I said, just a big clock. Okay. And then, our good friends over 
at Very British Problems Official. How to really enjoy the rain. Number one, stand at the window. Inside, of course. Number two, put non-tea drinking hand on hip. Number three, sip tea from mug. Number four, say, look at the rain. It's really coming down now. Number five, ask somebody else if it's raining where they are. Number six, talk about flooding. And number seven, finally, eat all the biscuits. Very British Problems official, second part here. It's miserable out there, Dad says miserably as we stand guard against the weather at the living room window. Miserably, I agree that is indeed miserable. We ponder in silence with miserable faces for a bit, reflecting on the misery of the miserable day. It's not even that miserable out there, but we're both happy to play our parts in the whole miserable reduction of forced British miserableness. We break the silence. I don't know her. I reply, one day I shall miss these conversations. Okay, so we have another Christmas cake report here. So, uh, mother and, mama, Ma and Pa's Christmas cake. Uh, so, uh, there was three quarters left yesterday. Uh, today, uh, there's still three quarters left. Nothing, not a, not a dicky bird was eaten today uh, because they were eating an alternative Christmas cake today. So, three quarters left. Okay, so I got some additional extras in my food delivery today. Yeah, as I talked about, I talked about the biscuits so far and how I basically uh, can't open a sealed tube of biscuits. And how we equated the biscuits to like opening a can of tennis balls. Yes. So anyway, I also got a bag. I got a, a flaccid, uh, red hot, peppery look a piece of... Uh, Pepperoni. It looked like a flaccid old penis. Yeah. So I'm not going to eat that. I don't know if I should. Could you? Should you give like pepperoni to dog? Probably not. I mean, it looks like the most indigestible thing ever. Maybe use it as a doorstop, uh, or maybe try to take it back to uh, some sex toy store and uh, see if anybody will take some stinky pepperoni, pretending it's some sort of sex toy. Yeah. Well, could give it a go anyway. Hold on. Well, uh, sir, I don't think you can. Uh take this back it has a slightly distasteful smell to it yeah well i'm gonna give it a go maybe and then uh sliced salami so pepperoni salami somebody likes cured meats whoever whoever this is meant for i did try to call walmart but uh yeah i don't uh, salami and pepperoni not my style but also there was some lettuce in there and i do think that the person delivering it was giving me some subliminal message that I need more diet, uh, more uh, lettuce in my diet this year. More diet in my lettuce. Yes, uh, I've decided this year I'm going to have more diet in my lettuce, I tell you. Yeah, no. More lettuce in my diet. It was like limp lettuce, though. It looked like it, the, the, it, all its vim and vigor is gone. And um, anyway, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to make myself, I'm going to make myself a smoked salmon, salmon uh, salad. Just going to have that for a few days. Then a, then a sort of very garish yellow pepper as well. I don't think I've ever used a yellow pepper. And some very, very bad grated cheese in a packet. No, I tell you. 
If anybody was out there, oh gosh, it would make my blood boil. If anybody was ever going to irritate me, they're going to give me grated cheese. But I think, I think the masters of the universe, those exercise gods from above are telling me, Chappie, you need to eat more letters and you need to bloody well get your heartbeat rate moving more. No, to go to the gym. I mean, it's, I tell you something though. I, first of all, it's like a Russian roulette whether the gym door's going to open if I use my little carter at Chappie Towers. And secondly, it's probably riddled with COVID and you have to wear masks. Now, I'm fearful that if I wear a mask on the uh, Travelator, Escalator, whatever it's called, bike, rowing machine, having a mask that's going to restrict my airwaves and may give me some sort of heart attack or something. I was walking to Hounds the other day and I saw a sort of heartwarming sort of thing. There's a young lad, I think it was the first day back at, uh, at elementary school after the break. And there's a young lad, it was incredibly icy, snow on the ground, but he was trying to rollerblade through the ice and snow. Probably the most irresponsible, stupid, uh, ignoramus idea that one could have. But he wanted to do it. This was his new toy, and by God, he was going to give it a go, give it a crack, and see if he could, uh, if he could basically uh, snow, make his way through the snow and ice on his rollerblades. And there was a young lady right by him, and she said, Oh, they look lovely. Why don't you try them on a day when there's no snow and ice? So you had the dare, daring do of the male, the young male, the stupid, the stupid Jap. And then you had some young, young lady about the same age. It was the female sense prevailing that this was probably the worst idea ever. First of all, you need balance when you uh, go and rollerblading. I assume, not that I've ever tried it. But secondly, with balance, you need to, doing it on ice and snow is not the best idea. It's probably the worst idea in the world. And then was the realization that it was a little wee snapshot, a thumbnail sketch of female maturity and sense versus the ignoranus stupidity of the male. And millennials are allegedly changing from beers to low alcohol savory drinks. So-called grown-up mixes uh, like a black garlic syrup, artichoke mixes, global beverage company Diageo ran a no-low report on non-alcoholic drinks or low-alcoholic drinks. A new bar trend will see British millennials turn their backs on traditional beers in favour of low-alcohol savoury drinks such as mushroom-flavoured ales. So-called grown-up flavours such as umami, sours uh, and artichoke mixes are becoming the latest craze as young adults seek more food-friendly, low-alcohol and alcohol-free drinks. The No and Low report from global beverage company Diageo found a rise in popularity of these savoury beverages. The industry heads turned when they were introduced soft pairings at the Clove Club, brewing green teas to marry with raw fish. We started as if it didn't make sense. Some people were getting two-thirds of the experience, then a Coke or water. The food is a third service of the third, but how about the drinks? 
I think for me, over the last several years, drinking culture around the world in Britain has developed rapidly and extensively. Everybody's looking for more flavors and ways to stand out from the crowd. And way to do that is looking at more obvious ingredients to create something that's mature, complex, intriguing, and grown up. You kind of move towards a savory aspect that's more food-friendly, less demanding on the palate. One aspect uh, increasing popularity of savory drinks with millennials is the environmentally uh, environmental aspect with foraging, locally sourced ingredients, a common thread and theme amongst independent drink sector. Formerly of the savory mixologist and drinks writer, uh, Anna Sebastian said they will pay extra for a drink knowing that it's been carefully and conscientiously made, whether it's reducing food waste, carbon footprint and recyclable packaging. Sustainability is huge amongst this group. Founder Zoe Henderson brews low-alcohol IPAs and pilsners with fungi. I mean, do you, do you want your beer tasting like an old ingrown toenail or something? Oh, my God. These flavors have been with us for thousands of years. The things that have been popular will always be popular. Beer and spirit companies will have to get behind them and see the growth. There's more in the, in the market, the more people are familiar with these products. I don't think you'll see mushroom beer in every pub in the land. You're telling me but you might see a mushroom ale appearing more frequently on the special taps. I mean, maybe if they mix beer with magic mushrooms. Now there's an idea for you. Your body is about to enjoy every flavor because we need to eat and drink to survive. It's part of nurturing your palate because you want to try something new. Most of the time you don't like it, then you try it again and again and then start liking it. The internet is there for all these flavors and techniques. They're just a few keyboard clicks away so it's easier for people to try new things. So there's another report that I don't know you heard about that millennials and Gen Zs are having less sex. Now, if you come in smelling of uh, the essence and stench of black garlic after having a black garlic beer uh, or smelling of old fish, no wonder you're never going to get laid. An American living in England, and welcome to Trump or Trombone, by the way, has taken to the internet to find answers after being left baffled by UK supermarket quirk and wants to know why there are so many clock towers. TikTok Peter SW Fines uh, shared a video with his followers on social media after noting several shops he visited had their own clock towers. In the clip, it featured Tesco and Hatfield, Hertfordshire. Uh, taken to TikTok to share the confusion, the American pleaded with some answers uh, while showing his home country superstore. Peter asked, can somebody please tell me why there are so many UK stores with towers with small clocks on it. One person mocked, the Queen likes to go on top and then sings the national anthem. While another said they double up as church. At 9am on Sunday, you must go to pray on aisle three. Another user voiced, in Britain, it's considered highly offensive to enter the supermarket between 4.35 and 4.45, so you need to tell the time. None of us have phones watches clocks or the internet so we have to walk to the shops to see what sort of time it is I hope this helps that's actually where we store all our wish sauce mustachioed cat who looks like freddie mercury is capturing people's heart a cat called mustachioshi has gone viral on instagram Thanks to the unique fur pattern, which has been compared to the late Queen singer Freddie Mercury. We've all got a soft spot in our hearts for adorable animals and little kittens and no exception. Master, 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 master Chowley, 
has been capturing the hearts on Instagram thanks to a unique fur pattern that's left her with a streak of black fur just above her top lip, giving an impressive moustache just like the one Freddie Mercury is known for. I mean, it's a kind of catnip, bohemian, capsidy. A man has claims of evidence of alien life after his hunting camera recorded a naked bulbous head figure running through a UFO hotspot. This eerie image showed what looks like a grey humanoid darting around a field in the rural area of Red Gate in Montana. The hunter who took the photo, Donald Bromley, said initially thought the creature was a person, but the more he looked at the image, he was convinced it had extraterrestrial origins. Donald's camera was set up in Red Gate, which is a town in Deer Lodge in Montana, which believers claim is the beacon for UFO sightings. Speaking to the local outlet, KXLF, Naked Alien Witness, Mr. Bromley said, the more I look at it, it was odd. It was out of place. Everything just matches the alien persona. The bigger bulbous head, you could tell he had no clothes on. It's kind of a transparent being. Come on, it's Jeff Bezos. His new penis-shaped spacesuit. And this is a brilliant idea for romantic comedy. A woman was forced to isolate with a man she'd just met on Tinder after the pair tested positive for COVID when they were together. Talking to TikTok, Sarah Poppymore777 said that she'd just met a match from online dating when the pair found they were infected so they had to isolate at his place. Despite barely knowing each other, they faced seven days seeing no one but each other. So Sarah documented her time with a man and shared it with her fans. Soon viewers were branding it Omnicom Romcom as the pair watched Geordie Shaw, ordered food, played Mario Kart and lived domestic bliss for days. The only swipe they're going to be doing will be the nasal swipe. So something I've noticed of late is uh, in modern times, do you think that vegetables are more oddly shaped than maybe previous generations? So I think there is a now a, a real trend of seeing very misshapen vegetables. Some of them look very, very naughty, Ooh, very cheeky. I mean, weird shaped two legs and then a third leg carrot, uh, weird shaped moles and protruding objects coming from the carrots and parsnips so i'm just wondering do you think that the fertilizer these days are making our vegetables look naughtier why do all these vegetables look so phallic i mean there's appendages coming from every orifice on these vegetables at the moment but i'm wondering if the modern day fertilizers we're using that's probably god knows what it's doing are making our vegetables look more misshapen. I mean, go to the store, just look at them. I mean, vegetables are like an oddity these days. So anyway, something to sort of leave you on to mull over. Next time you pick up a parsnip, just see if it has a, an extra appendage. If it does, maybe that's down to the fertilizer. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. This has been the January, the January, February. It's been January the 8th, 2022 edition of Keep Coming Cauliflower Cheese, episode 154, I believe it is today. And you're very welcome to it. You can like and subscribe where you want. Click like and subscribe, please. I mean, you can use any misshapen appendage or odd-shaped carrot or parsnip or even a rather bulbous rutabaga to press the like and subscribe button for Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, your dear friend, Jappe. 
Anyway, Apple Music. A lot of people listen to Apple Music. A lot of people listen on Spotify, the audio version. Also, people like to listen across Breaker, Slacker, Audible, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. All of them. And many, many more. I mean, to be honest, as I was... As the biscuits were getting fluffy this morning and expanding and rising, as they were rising, as the dough was turning into flaky goodness, I could hear keep calm and cauliflower cheese emanating from the flaky dough. You can hear it anywhere. But if you like music with your vegetable talk, with your appendage talk, with dodgy farting, dodgy songs, dodgy tunes... We have a musical Butler Emporium playlist edition on Spotify podcasts. Today, the music you can hear between our delightful, nonsensical utterings. We've had the Pet Shop Boys. We've had some Bessie Turner. We've had some Ed Harcourt. We've had some Voice from the Beehive from Crowded House. Some Cake, some Space. We have some Estelle, some Queen, some David Bowie. Some of the legendary Human League and Mirror Man. And also some paved if you like your carrot ropes. And we always like to finish with a nice Yacht Rock classic so we can sail away into the sunset for another week. But coming up next, we do have a poem. This is Ruby Archer, January. The snow is diamond for a fairy's feet. Blithely and bonnily she trips along. Her lips are carol with merry song. And in her eyes the meaning life is sweet. The rhythm of youth is in her pulses beat. The lissom form of beautiful and strong. The happy heart is innocent of wrong. Young hope incarnate seems the earth to greet. How fair is she just pinker than the snow. Behold the roguish coyness in her face. Ah see... A spray of saucy mistletoe is nestling in her hair. A chase, a chase, a gleeful laugh. The vision bright as paled, is lost in her clouds. Her laughing breath exhaled. Oh, you lovelies. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. It's been absolute delight having you here. Hope you have a lovely, safe week. Stay steady on the ice. Remember, legs apart, look like a constipated penguin and you shall not slip. Anyway... Until next week, have a glorious one. Lots and lots of podcasts to listen back to in the uh, chappy Keep Coming Cauliflower Cheese back catalogue. But until next time, cheerio.